0: And welcome back to another episode of the TWC Stay Hated Podcast. On this episode, I get a chance to sit down and chat with my wife. What up? Valerie King. Valerie Oliveira. Not officially. (laughs)
1: Legally,
0: it hasn't been changed yet. But it's Valerie Oliveira in my heart. Thanks, COVID. So we're sitting on... The my parents' back porch in Salisbury, so the background noise is the cars going by and the beach and everything else, but I've gotten probably, over the past year, I've probably gotten 20-plus people asking to have Val on the podcast. And here we are. And here you are. The time is now. Speak up. Speak up? Speak up. The time is now. All right. Um, so we're in it. We didn't do the normal intro, Um, and yeah, so I'm stoked to have you here. Stoked to be here. It's kind of weird. Yeah, we're sitting next to each other. It's very weird to have this conversation. (laughs) So (laughs) um, we can get into like recent stuff towards the end. Later, okay. But so let's start with the same questions I ask everybody. How old are you now? When did you start powerlifting, and how did you find it?
1: Sure. So I am 28 now. Uh, My last competition was actually last year. Um, So uh, but but whatever. Um, But I started... We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, sure. I started, I think, when I was 22. Uh, It was 2015 was my first meet. And I started powerlifting... Basically, because some dude in the gym that I trained at offered me free programming, and it wasn't you, but uh, <laughs> I did later. Yeah, I just it liked was not I. Yeah, I just liked working out, um, doing compound movements. So I was doing a lot of squatting, deadlifting, benching anyway. And I think this guy saw that, and he was heavily involved in powerlifting, and basically asked if I wanted to join him. So. I did my first meet in August of 2015, that was a USAPL meet, um, and then gradually just kind of <laughs> went, <laughs> went up the ranks in, in gear, you know, I, I was first USAPL, and then I went raw with raps, and then full bore, multiply, yeah.
0: So, I feel like we're going to finish each other's thoughts here, so I'm going to work on... I'm going to try to not interrupt my own interview of, of you right now. <laughs> so, yeah, so you did the one USAPL meet. That was before I knew you, right? And then we went yeah. to the mm-hmm. one down in Boston. Boston. And that was raw with wraps. Do you remember your numbers? No, that, right? was, that or was raw in USAPL. sleeves. Yeah, sleeves. Yeah. So, uh, what were your numbers at that? It was like a two, oh three know. squat.
1: Yeah, two fifty three squat. I think I bench one thirty two or one thirty six. One
0: thirty seven is the kilo.
1: Okay. I think it was probably
0: right. Yeah, it was one thirty seven because when we got back to training and you started to be able to not have to put your heels on the ground to bench because you weren't doing USAPL, you did a five by five with plates. Yeah. And you were like, <laughs> "This is way easy." My goodness. <laughs> uh,
1: and then I, I think I deadlifted two ninety three. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was that was my best
0: Um at that point. And then I convinced her to put on knee wraps. We put her in knee wraps, and you did.
1: Squatted 300, benched 165. Yes. And then I pulled 305
0: on a lift that maybe shouldn't have counted, the bench, the up down. You can yeah, see what it was one
1: time. It was, I got one red. That's what they're there for. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, up down on one side. The so, other person gave me white and the head judge gave me white. But
0: you had an athletic background before no. the powerlifting. Like, you played in high school.
1: Yeah, I mean. What would you play in high school? My God, my, my high school was so small that, like, I really don't think you can count it. You know, I think it would be the equivalent. If someone said that, like, if I was comparing my high school athletics to, like, anyone who said that they were involved in athletics in high school it would be like the summer beer league you know <laughs> like it was just so small that you know we only worked out when we we're at practice you know so it really it wasn't, wasn't incur- yeah it wasn't serious at all and it wasn't like encouraged to seek training out outside of that and i think that's partially because we didn't have anyone like being recruited no you know, resources. Was, yeah, it was yeah. Northern New Hampshire, super small school, Division Four. Dude,
0: like Northern New Hampshire, people need to understand, like Northern New Hampshire, like yeah, in the White Mountains.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I played stuff in high school, but like, I don't, I wouldn't consider that like a, an athletic. Background. You're more
0: competitive with powerlifting than you were with that stuff, for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so. You got you. You finished the knee wrap meet, and then we put you in briefs pretty shortly after that. In a shirt, I think you actually put on a shirt when you were prepping for that meet one time. And then your first. So so, what was your first multiply meet? What were the numbers that you did?
1: Um, I squatted three seventy-five. Horrific. Horrifically. Horrifically, it was. An abomination. It like was very bad. I might as well have not been wearing this suit first of all. Because was, there was so just bad. I was not using any of the advantages. Um, I think I what did I bench? It was You benched like 260 two sixty or something. Two fifty. Two
0: ten. Two ten. Two ten. Two ten, yes. And then and well, I think you should I think we should talk about the opening bench though.
1: For sure. But my deadlift I wanna say was like three fifty five or something.
0: Yeah. You, did, you pulled really well for you in that meet.
1: Like yeah, that was like one of good. those. That was one of those meets where the first two lifts were an abomination, so it opened up, <laughs> like the deadlift to being good because nothing else was going right. <laughs> um, as far as the bench, though, yeah, I decided because you know no one's good in a bench shirt. It was my first multiply meet. I was going to take a token bench, just to finish out the meet. What happened was, I. Missed she, my token bench. I think it was 135.
0: No, she, yeah, you, she touched, she, yeah, you warmed up in your shirt, took your shirt off, and then she touched too low and then double pumped. And you didn't miss it.
1: You're talking you, about my, my first The attempt. raw
0: opener, yeah. Yeah. You double pumped it. Yeah, like I mean, you, yeah, I missed
1: down. it. Like, it was, I was called the bad lift, I and mean, that's what I mean. I didn't, like you know dump it on my chest or anything yeah but what happened was I, I pressed it in like a straight line and then had to like push it into my shoulders to finish it so yeah i double pumped it they called me for up down so then i'm in a position where i miss my token bench <laughs> and then i'm like well do i take it again or do i put my shirt on and i ended up i think i ended up putting my shirt yeah, on you did so yeah just completely wasted an attempt ended up benching 210 uh, and then i'm i 'm sure I missed my third whatever then, it was
0: and then uh and actually that meet so that was my tryout meet for West Side, so Louis was there. Louis was actually judging oddly enough, and at the time, Louis was still like a god to both of us, so
1: Yeah, the fact that I missed my token bench, my bra token bench at 135 in front of Louis Simmons was just mortifying. It It was was probably the first thing that I thought about after getting up from the bench because, well, he was right to my right. So that's all I could think about when I was leaving, like, damn. Uh, So what
0: was that total? That total was like Uh, 1,030 or something?
1: No, because 1030 was my next total I think I think it was actually below oh, thousand I don't know what's the math I'm not sure yeah we're anyway, it's not a strong
0: suit yeah I'm not going to pull out a calculator for it so that Something was your low. first so your first multiply meet you went like 375, 210 355 and what are your best multiply numbers and total since then
1: um like in the in a single meet no like
0: best okay. best numbers
1: my best numbers 705 squat 429 bench, 474 deadlift, and my best total is 1569. Okay,
0: and I think it's worth noting that all of those big numbers, big weights, every one of those numbers you just said were done in WPO meets. Yes. Um, so you're a stud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna keep pumping your tires this whole time. So. So that's so then sequence of events you move out to Ohio start training with Laura Phelps. Yeah. And that first year of training with Laura uh why don't you talk about your fucking schedule? <laughs> Cuz I feel yeah. like this is something that most people don't really know about. You is like yeah. what you did to to be able to well she went to, sorry, I don't want to. I know, I just this is to like, tough because you're just I like I the, the story. fucking story. I should be
1: asking you the questions about me.
0: So uh, what about like, so the women's pro-am meet?
1: Yeah, that was what, 2017?
0: Your first, my like, first big My first women's meet. pro-am. Yeah, first big meet. Amateur yeah. day. Sorry. Yes.
1: I, <laughs> my goodness. Yeah, so I competed on the amateur day. I did not have a pro total yet. Um,
0: I didn't. No, no, you didn't. That was where you
1: got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I did one multiply me in between, but yeah, it was probably not a pro total. But um, so yeah, I competed on the amateur day. I won the amateur day that year. Probably in whatever division. I don't think I was the overall winner. No, you. I, you did. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah. And Laura said like, hey, you should come down and train sometime. I don't think she meant like, you should be part of our crew, but you know obviously saw something in me um so i i went down kind of infrequently probably once every two months or once every month um and it just you wasn't were
0: squatting down there that's what it was yeah it was
1: like mondays yeah all right yeah because they were doing squatting on mondays then so i went down on mondays and then i just rearranged my work schedule to where i could be there monday wednesdays and fridays
0: yeah, and so for people that don't know, we were living in Columbus. Laura's gym is in Cincinnati, so that's a—it's eighty-four miles door to door. It's a serious drive.
1: Yeah, it's an hour and a half drive. So. So I was doing that uh, three days a week before we ended up moving down there for a short period of time. Um, that was rough on my body, for sure. Being in the car were that long. Too. Yeah, yeah, and I was working, and I ended up changing jobs because of. I ended up taking a night bartending job. I don't know how that, <laughs> that schedule ended up so up. so
0: sick, though, and people need to hear that shit because there's, like... Because you don't post on social media about this stuff, and I no. think it's important. Like, you just said it, like, so nonchalantly, like, yeah, I had to change my job so that I could, you know, do it or whatever, and it's like... Yeah, I just fucking. wanted to be
1: more... Conc- I just wanted to be more confident in it you know we like moved out to Ohio for powerlifting um and plus it sucked like I loved going down there and training with all the girls um when I was in, training in Columbus I wasn't training with anyone um or anyone fun taking so, like fucking
0: taking like fucking circumax weights by myself with me like running the hooks running around like yeah. spotting and then yeah that was a fucking yeah you nightmare.
1: get into a position where you're really not pushing yourself in those times too because with Multiply you have such a group attitude like with training that you need the people for spotting, for running the hooks, for helping you into your suit. Um, It's just exhausting if you don't have the support. So I wanted to be down there more often too so I made it work. Um, So for me that was changing my job. I, I mean I've been a server for, I've been in the food service industry for Ten years, yeah. um, so it's like yeah. not a big deal to like get something that's more suited for me.
0: Yeah, and I was more like speaking to the fact that you were willing, like you nonchalantly said you change your job. But a lot of people, it's like very easy. I don't want to say a lot of people, but it's very easy to say like I can't do that with my schedule. I can't do. I can't. I can't. And you were like, How can we make this sure. happen? Yeah. And like every like, your totals reflected that.
1: Because yeah, you went definitely. from, like, a
0: 550 squat to squatting 600. And, it, and like, all of a sudden, a- and being surrounded by, like, very competitive. At the time, like, you know, Heidi was still at the sweatshop. So you have, like, a multiple world record holder. Janine was still there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Multiple world record holder. And then, of course, Laura. Like, there's, like, a, like people, like, bad bitches around you constantly.
1: Yeah. And that I really, mean, I like, went elevated
0: a... what you, it seemed like what you perceived as possible.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, within that meet, uh, my best squat at the program was five fifteen, and then my next meet, I didn't have a great meet with squatting. I think but that I, was
0: because half and half. That was because number yeah. You were that
1: was because I was doing like a part time thing. But then the meet after that, when I started training with them full time, I squatted five fifty. Um, easy too. Very easy. Yeah, yeah, and I was just way more confident in my lifts too so it definitely like had a quick impact with how i performed yeah being down there so consistently yeah
0: so like the takeaway people listening like it's kind of weird doing this like with you but because i always try and like it's gonna be a weird episode yeah i just try to like tie in like (laughs) stuff so that people can but it's weird talking about you because i already know it's like what, like, putting yourself around people who are fucking better and more consistent is, like, a scary, intimidating thing at first. And then you realize they put their pants on just like you. And you can just see your confidence, like, grow from meet to meet. Um, and, like, in the sport, become more confident. Like, going to meets in different areas and doing different things and, like, having fucked up things happen and still be able to, like, get through the certain meets you know what I'm saying like when it wasn't necessarily easy if there's different things going on because you're around those people you had the confidence
1: yeah for sure perform. and also you kind of just like look at the people who are leading you know I Laura trained with us every day um so you're getting the technical feedback for just from like the visual aspect of it plus she's very professional um when she's lifting like she's a very serious training partner um so, yeah, you just you just take that away just from, like, the contact of, of being around that atmosphere and looking yeah. at an example and then conducting yourself accordingly.
0: Just, like, through us. Just being around it like, yeah. makes you better. But you have to be willing to, like, do the things to make yourself be able to be there. Yeah. Which, for you, is driving an hour and a half each way three days a fucking week. Uh, and I think that that's so sick. Still think it's sick. Because I did it for what when I the first time I left Westside and I started training down there we drove down there two or three times a week for like two months and I was like fuck this
1: Yeah, I was like I don't want to fucking do this I I was like I don't want to fucking hear it Yeah,
0: (laughs) she's been doing it for however long you know and I'm like sitting there being a baby boy bitch about it like my fucking hips hurt making her drive and whatever anyway um, but yeah so I think that's really important so uh, go down there. We're training, blah, 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 all this stuff. And then first WPO comes around. You Go down there. Have a good meet. PR everything, basically.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then we're... Was s- that the
1: first time I squatted over six? You squatted, squatted 633.
0: 633. Yeah. No, but I think your second was your, like 605 or whatever the kilo was. Oh,
1: okay, okay. Because,
0: yeah, yeah, 600 was like the, a number for you that eluded you for a minute yeah yeah mm-hmm. um and if you want to read about that download the Gearbook by Dave Kershen. because <laughs> she talks about that at length yes. um so I, I want to start this story because I feel like from my perspective so we finished WPO we're living with our buddy Cody who I've had on here before and Val was kind of talking about the different pro totals she had had at different weight classes And me and Cody were like, well, why don't you just, like, gobble up a bunch of food and go super heavyweight while you're a little heavier now and get another pro total? And she thought we were fucking crazy. Until Yeah, (laughs) so
1: at the time, at the time I had a pro total in the 165 division and 181, and And then I just got 98 because I weighed in at that meet at 184, um... So I wasn't super close, (laughs) like not (laughs) close at all. (laughs) We're like, Um, dude, it's only like 16 pounds. Yeah, actually was not close at all um, to super heavyweight, but it was the closest I had been. And so, yeah, they said that. And then I talked to Laura about it the next morning. Like making fun of us, though. Yeah, making fun of us. And Laura was like, yeah, let's just do it. Let's just do it right now. So, yeah. I ended up signing up for a meet in December... No, January. It was, like, January 20th, I think. Yeah. So that WPO was, like, end of October.
0: No, it was the first week of November. Because it was my birthday.
1: Is it? Yeah.
0: I just got it on TimeHop today. Sometime
1: between those two times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was November. Yeah, because I was cutting weight. And okay, well, out even better. This salad. makes me look
1: more like a psycho. Um, so <laughs> early November to... January twentieth. So a quick turnaround. I just dude,
0: in. she would
1: be eating something. I worked at a pizza place at the time, which was <laughs> dope by the way. Like the food was dope. Not the not the job, but the pizza was dope. Yes. Um, so like there wasn't an issue <laughs> with me gaining the weight. But yeah, I went up to super heavyweight, competed there, and I was just miserable. Like I gained the weight so fast that like I was just so bloated all the time. I remember that that me like my ankles were super swollen i have a picture somewhere yeah where you're like i have like mega cankle <laughs> um but yeah i i squatted 650.
0: at that well yeah so
1: yeah because i remember i weighed in at 202. i remember that because i also drank a gallon of water into weigh-ins just yeah. to like make sure i was over i ended up being like a little bit over over
0: yeah um and had to pee in a cup on the way home cuz we were in well, traffic. Well, I wasn't
1: going to bring it up, but you just <laughs> so, <laughs> And yeah, filled it was like one of those a just, you know, since we're since we're on the topic, it was a like extra large Dunkin' Donuts cup. <laughs> and the traffic coming out of like Kentucky into Cincinnati was so insane that there was just nowhere to stop off. Yeah, and I had to pee.
0: And al- almost and I, had no room in yeah, the cup. Yeah,
1: almost filled the entire thing. It was thing. madness. Um, Listen, that's the most that I've ever talked publicly about my pee. Okay.
0: <laughs> so <I am> uncomfortable. <laughs> so and I remember going into that meet, we were like, I remember being like, shit, like looking at Cody and being like, shit, like she can't just like do this meet, like she has to like
1: yeah, there were big numbers. She has to like,
0: PR her shit, and I remember
1: yeah, like I had just had a stellar meet at and you had to go up at the two thousand eighteen yeah. <laughs> WPO, and I not only had to like do the weight thing and like manage that, but I had to I had to have good meat and it was. It was just above what I had done, you know, like maybe a couple pounds more, because all all of my totals were kind of like almost, if this makes sense, like at the pro total of the next weight class.
0: You had to put it together,
1: though. Yeah, but I had to have like a good day.
0: Yeah, it was not like a fuck around day at all. And I remember you took the 650, I think it was 655, actually. No,
1: because I squatted 655 with reverse micro minis in the gym and then i took 650 that's what it was
0: yeah and it was hard i remember the one against the with the she did reverse micros full gear and she squatted basically what she needed to and it was like hard and i remember looking at laura and being like we'll see what happens (laughs) yeah (laughs) we'll fucking see um and then uh yeah when you benched at that me too first oh my god first fucking (laughs) (laughs) again the first bench giving her problems but it was uh, I remember you took it was an RPS meet so there was a start command yeah and you took it out and just immediately started bringing it down Mm-hmm. and the head judge just started shaking his head
1: yeah I and like, I knew it fuck I knew it and I was like I don't know if I should just finish this and just risk it to like see if he'll give me the white see lights without the it. command yeah. And I pressed it, and, yeah, he was just, yeah, red lights no, all around. No so lift. I had, like, a little bit of cushion on my squat, I think, for, like, the total. But then that kind of set me back. Um, I don't remember what I benched at that means. something like you, 330 you retook or something?
0: it. You retook it, and then yeah. you had to – what it was was you retook it, and then you had to get your – we had set it up so that your second attempt got you there with what you could deadlift, but since you missed your first attempt – you, Everything had to, else you retook had it, the place, and then yeah. you had to, let like, you had to get your third, and you did, because you're a savage, and then I think you pulled it on your second or third. Oh, yeah. She missed her fucking last warm-up deadlift. Like,
1: Oh, yeah. Missed, like, I was so it.
0: bloated. <laughs> <laughs> like, missed it. Like, it came off the floor an inch. Like, it, like, yeah. missed it.
1: Like, like, it probably <laughs> looked like I just had no gas in me. Like, I was just so bloated, because, like. Same deadlift suit same demo suit that I wore at like 165, at 165. <laughs> that I was wearing at super heavyweight, so it was just like so not fitting on me, <laughs> um, and my straps were too tight, and I knew that, but the rest of the room did not know that.
0: We were very nervous. I remember Laura's like, do you want to lower it? And you're like, no, it's fine, and she, she's like, just straps are too tight, and then didn't pull it again. Yeah. I was just like...
1: Well, to be true, like, to be truthful, like, my, I was gassed. So, I didn't want to take another one because that was still, like, kind of a heavy, heavy deadlift for me. Yeah. So, I knew that my straps were too tight, but I didn't want to, like, do go through the whole setup again to, like, I don't know. And I also didn't want to, like, mentally fuck myself. Yeah. So. That was
0: crazy. That was crazy.
1: So but then I ended up pulling whatever I pulled and got pulled. my pro total there. Yeah. That was that probably was the
0: most, most emotional I have been at a meet for you was that one because yeah. i was like man she has hated the past month and a half of like she'd be eating something and me and cody would like drive by walk by drop off a piece of pizza on her plate and be like i mean you might as well and she's just like i don't want to <laughs> 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 so much fucking carbs anyway so um
1: that was super sick and that was like that's I think, probably my most memorable total as I just told you that I don't remember what my numbers (laughs) were but you know I can remember how I felt after accomplishing the lifts I remember like what I had to do to do it Mm -hmm. you know um I don't know a lot of the WPO stuff kind of like muddles together just because there's so many other factors there's there's a camera in your face there's timed um lifts going on there's yeah it's just you know I don't even want to say I, it's more intense it's not like it's more strict because that meat was strict fuck you it. remember the death call
0: dude I especially on your second
1: attempt I remember being like Oof.
0: they're gonna murder her like what is happening
1: yeah for sure
0: but that's good like you're no a, I'm, you, glad. You I'm glad I'm glad that you always squatted like in like you've always been a deeper squatter anyway
1: yeah I'm, I and I'm glad that myself. I got that those calls I would rather that than like a bullshit than a bullshit call for yeah. sure but yeah just the WPO ones kind of like meld together in my mind just because the the atmosphere of intensity is all kind of the same yeah um that one the super heavy heavyweight total um i i remember not being like super stressed out about like the flow of the meat um and probably just because we got we were just coming off the first wpo back and you know if you're looking at being filmed for the first time versus an rps meet you know, it, it doesn't really measure up. So as far as the pressure of the meat, that wasn't really there. But there was pressure as far as, like, how my body was feeling and, like, actually having to put together a total and having an expectation for myself because I had just put on all this
0: weight. <laughs> it was such a weird, like, how, how it all came together was really cool. And then it kind of, like, propelled you. That was, like, from outside looking in, that was, like, when people started to notice that you could lift weights, Mm. that was, like, when people started to notice that, like, you could lift weights at a high level. Mm. It wasn't, like... You think so? I think so. <laughs> that's what, it, for me, like, looking from the outside, looking in, I think that that's when people started to be, like, this chick doesn't fuck around. Like, yeah. She does yeah. the real thing. You know, obviously, like, whatever, people had stuff to say. Uh, about
1: that meat?
0: Yeah, I'm Talk just about saying it. about the... <laughs> the fuck. <fire. laughs> yeah. um, so, and then, so, moving forward... Um. When I we you know we got, well we both got reinvited back to Westside, moved back to Columbus, mm-hmm. started training with Night Crew.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. What was that transition like for you coming out of a all female, basically gym like mostly female gym and training group to the alleged toughest meanest gym in the world with basically all guys there's like you know at the time like Kellen was training with us and Jamie but it was like that
1: cr- other like, than that it was, it was all way. fucking yeah. dudes what a question um <laughs> yeah the training group in Cincinnati was a lot different as far as like attitude wise and intensity wise um you know Laura's obviously known for her technical abilities and that entire group is known for that. So, um, that was valued more than anything. Um, being which technically, is- Being technically being proficient. Being technically proficient, yes. Um, which is great. And I think that's largely why I was a very technical lifter in, in all of my lifts. The training group with Night Crew was not that way. It was just like intensity. Um, more yelling yeah yeah but that like didn't bother me it was just like more fire sure if that makes sense like louder music yelling like what, was, what did you say that you thought he was going to be mad at me for, oh, or i was going to be mad at him dude, for?
0: yeah so he was we were box squatting and she just got thrown into like you know not just it's not nothing negative to sweatshop but like when she came into the group i remember being like what's your like she was usually using like plate quarter dime and a green band for her speed lower days yeah and all my of a speed sudden, lower days
1: were like the biggest transition
0: yeah and all of a sudden it was like 200 pounds in chain baby like yeah yeah i would say <laughs> at the
1: sweatshop the most we would use was three or four chains and that would be like for circumax yeah um it was never within like a normal training session to be doing that and i don't think i used anything below maybe 180 was the lowest we ever went with chain yeah Um, but mostly 200 220 240 240 (laughs) in chain it would i was like this would be my bar weight you know and then it's like you're adding bar weight on top of that resistance so yeah it was just like yeah thrown into a more intense situation and i kind of had to just buck up and see if i could do it and turns out i i could um first the so, box squat sessions were fucking rough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> were rough, dude. You got your ace kicked. Yeah, I look like a little foal under the bar <laughs> the bar, just like feeble need. But know.
0: I think that you know it's interesting because I think that probably your ability to be technical that you were taught down at sweatshop carried over to straining through the higher intensity barbell work right?
1: yeah and also just like trying to be there you know like having that valued in a training session like the having your chest up and your hips back and everything like I was trying to be there it's not like I was taught to strain first and then had to go back and, and do the technical work which I think is almost harder yeah um, Which is what I had. I, mean. I had the baseline of like the, the technique and then had to strain more. Yeah. And, and I had to figure out like I need to push myself more. Um, and that atmosphere allowed that to happen.
0: Do you think it had anything to do with the fact that it was like Westside? And at the time that was like sort of coveted? Or did you never really feel that way about the building? Because no. it's different for you
1: it well yeah I think I, I i would be lying actually if I said no, um, of course, I felt that way at the about the building not I don't think at that time when we when we got into Dave's training group, yeah, um.
0: It, well, the mystique was gone at that point because we had already been there. and
1: I think there was still a mystique about like being in part of Dave's training group. Uh, for yeah, sure, it was more at like, Westside. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. But I don't think it had really anything to do solely with, like, I'm in Westside, the Mecca Strength, whatever, because yeah. I didn't really feel, you know, had our own feelings about the building.
0: Sure, so... Do you think? Sorry, I don't know if the mic is picking up the wind, but it's starting to get a touch. Well,
1: windy. listen, you are an easy, breezy, beautiful Salisbury Beach. We're, so... <laughs> we're in it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so
0: uh, train there, and then obviously, you know, night crew gets booted. We're not going to go into details about that. I'm sure that Wah-wah. will come out at some point. Wah-wah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Um, And then we went over to Doghouse, which is kind of, like, where you had started training when we moved to Columbus initially. Yep. Um, Did that feel like returning home? Like, did that, like, you know, like, did that feel because it was familiar and, like, what was it like going now to Doghouse? Like, because we were all fucked up about it. But how was it for you? Did it change anything for you? I've never asked you that before. Did it change anything for you as far as, like, group dynamic or anything like that
1: as far as like my position in the group
0: no as far as like how the group operated how you felt about training like just going to doghouse instead of west side like there's so much history in west side even though you, well we yeah and there's also some about it then and now
1: yeah i do think it changed something so maybe maybe it was part of you know maybe it was part of it the, the west side building uh the intensity or whatever because i do think it changed when we went to doghouse a little bit um i still think there was like a ton of fire in our group um but i think there is something about having people in the gym that e- are paying for the gym i don't, I don't know oh, you know yeah, like it's different yeah because it's not yeah. a club
0: it's not like you you have to get invited to train in night crew but you don't have to get invited to train at doghouse yeah yeah so there's the definitely of something yeah.
1: that changed sure um and like I said, like I don't think it was bad. Like I think the the group still had a ton of fire when we made that change, especially because of you know the, the events happened. that had happened. So there and was there was a shift, but I, c- I couldn't really put my finger on what it was. Yeah. If you if you had to ask me. And like
0: being around Hoff getting ready for the 3100. Like did that? Cause for me as like a guy, like being a male lifter, like. Hoff is the Laura, you know what I mean? Or Mm -hmm. Laura is... Whatever. So, like, being around him getting ready for that 3,100, is that something that... Did that matter to you at the time? Like, is that a... Like, how do you feel about being there for
1: that process? Because, like, the shit you saw him do was fucking crazy. Sure. And we didn't know he was going to do that, right? Like, (laughs) he wasn't saying to us, like... We weren't surprised. I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised by it. But it's not like he was walking into every session saying, I'm going to total 3,100. So... At the time, we didn't know, you know. Um, but looking back, yeah, that's totally sick that we were part of that. Fucking rap, you know. Man. That training cycle was awesome.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So we're gonna have to do two, two or three of these with you because there's just so much stuff. I'm like, we oh get the I'm just, time. Just like
1: so interesting. You are Aren't so I? interesting.
0: <laughs> uh, there's just like so much stuff. So I'm trying to think of like what, what we can get into a little bit. So, you know, like you did the WPOS, you, you know squatted 700 bench the 429 like that was fucking sick it was crazy um and then like do you want to get into your departure right now on this one yeah sure so talk about it (laughs) 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 so talk about it um i don't want to like well yeah this
1: wasn't really this kind of started like my last meet was not the meet that i benched the 429 no, your no last meet was I barely benched 400.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it was, um, uh, what was that? The 2020 Super Finals, correct? In Lombard. 2020.
1: 2020?
0: Yeah, 2020. Yeah,
1: 2020 okay. yeah, Super so the Finals. The year, yeah. It was the one
0: after the ESPN.
1: Yes. But not the
0: semis. It was the supers. Right. Yeah. So you did that meet, and then what?
1: Um... Well, I, I had been struggling with my relationship with powerlifting for the past few years. And listen, let's talk about the super heavyweight meet again, because I mean, I did not recover well from that. I was 200 pounds, you know, yeah. and it took me a long time. I don't even want to say a long time because it never really came off when I was yeah, you
0: stayed. You stayed right there.
1: For anyone who doesn't know, I am (laughs) (laughs) 5'1". I am, I'm 5'1". That is a lot of weight to have on a 5'1 frame.
0: And quickly too.
1: Yes, and quickly. So, you know, I was dealing with that, like the the body image stuff, you know, definitely went through just like a rough time, like mentally with that, Um, but I was strong as fuck. So that was also hard. To you know, like to, you mean like to balance the two to balance my feelings about it because on one hand like powerlifting was was sick for a little bit because I was strong. I was the strongest I had ever been, but I was also dealing with like body image stuff. And every time that I tried to diet down, I was losing strength. So it was just like really like a mind fuck, you know, like everyone deals with this with powerlifting. Like no one can figure it out, really. Um, so that's one. I was also like having a ton of injuries. It's just like small injuries, you know, like the nagging injuries that add up that just are like mentally draining. So I was dealing with like forearm pain. How long was I dealing with that for?
0: Forearm pain was probably like a year. Solid year. Well, add the collarbone into it. Like add the collarbone shit into it. Yeah, well, I had probably shoulder stuff like all that is like one thing
1: yeah i had forearm pain that was just like scary you know obviously we've we've all seen arm breaks if we're involved with multiply lifting especially female multiply lifting so that was just scary and mentally it was taking a toll on my bench and then i had a shoulder injury that i'd been dealing with for years and a hip injury so that was also draining on me so at the point i was just i was just not having fun with power lifting i and the thing is. I love the training still. Yeah. I still do. Yeah. But it was really hard for me. Um, And so I just reached a point where, well, I was just mean (laughs) about it. Yeah. And so I got to a point where I was not having fun. I'd been having a rough couple of years um, with my relationship with powerlifting. But then it also started to, like, bleed on my other relationships, like, within the gym, where I was just, like, super snappy. You know, if I was having like on bench shirt night i was just like full of rage because i just like could not get my body to cooperate um and basically the only time that i performed in a bench shirt was at a meet (laughs) so it's just lucky you kind of well yeah yeah i can't complain about that but i can complain about just like not having a good training session you know it's that's draining for you for no matter how i could perform at a meet to walk into the gym on, on bench shirt night and just be like, this is going to be an utter shit show. That's yep. tough.
0: And it was that way for years, two, like two or three years. It yeah. was like bench shirt days in the gym were always fucked up. Yeah. And then you'd go to a meet and fucking crush something. So from the outside looking in. But yeah, that's
1: probably like adrenaline, you know, like yeah, I have fuck no, it. yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just like had to make a decision of, I need to step away from this to see if I'm gonna be happier doing something else. Yep. Um, And I wanted to lose some weight, because I'm like, I'm fucking sick of being a blueberry. Yeah. You know, I'm sick of it. So since then, my highest weight was 214. That's like the highest I'd ever stepped on the scale and saw. Since then, I've lost, so my lowest weight was 172 so far. What is that? Again, here's the math.
0: 30 plus pounds. Yeah. Uh, Like 35 pounds or something so that's wrong it's the math is wrong That's <laughs> yes. wrong but yeah oh, lost a runner. lost a bunch of weight and look great and you're still training yeah i'm still training
1: everyone thinks that i'm like not in the gym anymore which i'm like okay rude yeah. first of all <laughs> you left,
0: well, she left doghouse and understandably so i remember
1: like well yeah it's tough to like look up at a board and see your numbers like and, and like i need to be clear like i love powerlifting i love powerlifting training You know, so it was hard to be in the gym that I was doing those things at and feeling like weak because I was losing weight. There was no way I could train with the group because just just emotionally, you know, and then I would look at the board and be like, oh, like I would see the 1569 and be like, man, I could have hit 1600. And so, like, mentally, I just had to go to a different gym. Um, So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm just like training by myself in a different gym, focusing on losing weight. I still want to be strong. So that's hard. You're finding a balance. Yeah, I'm though, trying to seems. find a balance. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, I think that like having the like people in the powerlifting community, and I've been guilty of this, where it's like someone retires whoo, motorcycle, uh, someone like retires, and people be like, oh, like pussy, like whatever, like couldn't hang, couldn't fucking hang, like whatever. Yeah, maybe you're
1: right. And I don't know. Maybe I couldn't hang. Maybe I couldn't like. <laughs>
0: I don't think that's true. I think it takes more nuts to do what makes you happy. Like, if if you're, if you're happier like being around it but not doing it because you don't want to put your body through it or whatever. Like, it's to make the unpopular decision. Yeah. To be a WPO competitor and say like I don't want to weigh 200 pounds anymore and I don't want to.
1: And yeah, I think dude. It's and it's hard to also that. to like go back to those meets because obviously i'm I'm still involved in it i'm going to be there for you when you're competing and the first thing people ask me are why aren't you competing and it's like
0: <laughs> have to have that conversation you know i have to have
1: times. 10 conversations or more um with 10 separate people and it's like should i just stand up on a podium of like i want to lose weight i want to well, be happy i want to <laughs> you know what i mean like well I think, that's I, what i want to do i think it's important too that like
0: it goes without being said, but people get sensitive, and I just want to make sure, like, you, like, you don't think that it's wrong for people to want that, though. No, like, it's not like, no. like If some, and that's if some stupid girl that's 5'1 said, I want to be 200 pounds, and I want to fucking squat huge weights, you'd be like, fuck dope. yeah. Yeah,
1: do it. <laughs> um, yeah, and also, like, let's explicitly talk about that, about how stupid it is for people to leave the sport. And then immediately turn around and judge people who are still in the sport. Like, say they get a career, right? They get something that they are valuing more than lifting weights at that point, which is it's financial, fine. which is totally fine. Financial stability, that's important. You need to do that, especially if you have a family. But if that person completely leaves powerlifting and then goes back and is like, "Oh, you're just, you know, you're still doing that thing, you know? <laughs> oh, you know, you, you don't have health insurance." It's like. I don't know. Yeah, it
0: seems I, kind of weird. Well, you get shit on like yes, the people who shit on people for walking away from the sport or for not walking away from the sport are just as bad as the people who shit on people for walking away. It's the same thing. Right? Yeah. It's like the you're doing something that I don't agree with, so fuck you and it's like you also that's, just whack. Focus on yourself. that's whack. That's yeah. whack. Like as long as you're happy doing it, who cares? Yeah. But but so, now full circle here uh you said you're training alone in the gym now mm. but you won't
1: be oh goodness gracious goodness gracious uh, it's the good stuff it's 44 minutes in so uh
0: <laughs> yeah it's like all right uh 30 seconds left uh we bought a gym in new hampshire see you guys later um just kidding so we did buy a gym in new hampshire in new hampshire and we are moving back to new hampshire uh, we purchased, uh, uh, Brian's one-to-one fitness, which is where I got my start, um, in the industry and Val spent some time training there. Oh God, we didn't even talk
1: about that in the beginning.
0: I know how we used what to.
1: What a missed opportunity. I know we're going to we have to looped it back around.
0: We, yeah. So we used to go up there Sunday nights, stay at Brian's house, get up at 5am and train with their morning crew or whatever. Um, before we moved out to Ohio, but so we bought this gym. I'm not going to give away the name of it yet but okay. we're gonna name it but we're <clears throat> stoked
1: yeah we're so excited this is what this has all feet. been leading up to like yeah. yeah we just briefly went over the past six years of well my or six years five years out in Ohio um trials and tribulations lots yeah. of bullshit yeah and now we're gonna have a
0: brick and mortar like thing and you know before anyone says it like no it is not going to be the trigger warning stay hated compound <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna be named something different and we're super excited um we know a lot of the people who train there already and we know a lot of people who work there um and obviously the owner is like a close personal friend of ours that we've known forever and so we're stoked and then we'll, we'll yeah. do like cooler media content like when
1: we like post get more into it, it's all like, it's all new, you know. Gonna there's remodel. gonna be a lot of transitions coming up.
0: It's very, it's very exciting. So,
1: so basically, what what is the structure of the gym though? Like, let's talk about like
0: yeah, so it's like basically what the gym
1: is all about. Yeah, it's
0: basically like seventy percent athletes, I would say, twenty percent like general fitness, and then ten percent powerlifters. Which for me is awesome because I get to do what I want to do as far as training, but I enjoy coaching athletes as much, if not more, than powerlifters because yeah. it's a different vibe. And it's, it's just a different thing. And i that's how, what I got into when I first did this. And for you to have a, pe- like, being a part of that is fucking going to be awesome. So, we're like, it's going to be sick to, like, double team the coaching of, like, all these people and, like, building yeah. this business. I'm so I'm like-
1: so excited to just, like be able to be in a gym full-time, just like downtime spent there, like <laughs> yeah. training spent there, training other people, like it's gonna be so freaking cool. Yeah. We're so excited. Um, So that is happening soon. Yeah. So soon.
0: So soon. I don't wanna say like specific dates here necessarily, but yes, like, I, I mean. Yeah, let's not, mo-
1: let's not put a timeline on it, but we're gonna be moving. We're we gonna, can say when we're, we're moving. We're gonna
0: be moving in like six weeks, basically. Yeah. five to six weeks to back to new hampshire and to make that happen and it's been like really stressful but really awesome so that's why we're in new hampshire now um do it well we're technically in mass now haha uh-huh. but <laughs> 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 but uh yeah so we did that and it's super exciting and this has all been kind of like building up to that so it's a cool episode to like have you on and do the announcement for this. Yeah. I love you. I love you too.
1: <laughs> so also it's your birthday. Happy birthday. Also it's, it's not my gonna birthday. be your birthday when you release this, but No. It, it was yeah, so my birthday. Anyone who's hearing future future this who past. didn't wish happy birthday, you suck. In the, <laughs> in the
0: future, future, past, future. Um, So I don't want to give any more details about the gym, but I wanted to make sure we put that in there for the people who lasted this long on this episode and listened to to the whole thing. I would hope people listen to me. I don't know if people (laughs) shut up halfway through. So, um, all right. So now we're rounding it out towards the end. You know it's coming. You've heard me ask this question. Oh, no, I didn't prepare. It's It's happening. So you have had a ton of experiences. We've only got through like a very small percent of them. We'll definitely have a part two. Um, And you've experience a bunch of stuff ups and downs all this stuff and i'm curious as to what you would because i've actually never asked you this what would a piece of advice that you would give yourself when you were younger like 19 20 whatever and it could be training it can be life it can be whatever what is something you would write on a post-it note and stick in your desk for your 20 year old self to find
1: yeah um this has a different feeling when, like, all the stuff with, like, the gym is, is, is now, like, pretty concrete. Um, <laughs> I don't want to, like, not be serious about this, but the first thing that came to my mind was, like, in the words of Jimmy World, it just takes some time. <laughs> you know, like... Oh, man. <laughs> um, like, it gets better, you know? everything yeah. Everything's going to work out. Like, just keep doing what you're going to... what makes you happy, what is fulfilling to you, and it'll just, like, it'll all be figured out.
0: Keep no of
1: Yeah, but that's what I would have to hear when I was younger, was, like, it gets better, and it just takes some time. Fucking
0: right.
1: You're in the middle of the ride, you know. Fucking A. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, alright, great. Well, thank you for taking the time. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we really didn't know the so logistics of this and how it was going to work out, but I guess this is
0: it's happening it so, yeah. social media give it out
1: yeah do uh my do both i don't have my phone on me yeah, i don't know phone... my handle
0: so her so the first one is val sos the
1: olivera sos the olivera sos don't quote me on that and, and then the other one is val r olivera val. val r olivera yeah and if you can't
0: find those, just go to my Instagram and <laughs> I have her tagged in a million posts. Um, well, thank you for coming on. Yeah. I appreciate you. This is the best. <laughs> uh, she also did a crazy surprise party for me last night that oh,
1: it was so made fun. my
0: brain explode. I felt like I, like I, it, I was angry, confused, and then really excited all in
1: like the span of two seconds. So it yeah, was awesome. Yeah. All like old friends and then lifting friends. It was just awesome. It was, it was so sick. Cool.
0: Um, so yeah so thanks for coming on that's all we got for today guys uh if you want to follow me my personal page is anthony cw13 the trigger warning page is trigger underscore warning underscore conjugate for all of your snapback mental monday needs i don't have to say we have a huge announcement coming soon because we already fucking made it earlier so that's what we got for today <laughs> thanks again <laughs> for listening to the twc stay hated podcast and as always stay hated motherfuckers